you know, dam removal is an incredibly powerful tool at a time when a lot of us seem to have lost faith in nature. It's said that water is life, and trying to control and store water through massive dam projects has been a way of life for a long time, especially in the western U.S. But it turns out that dams emit greenhouse gases, and that can have climate impacts. So just how much do they emit, and why are some rivers better off left to flow naturally? Stephen Hawley is the author of Cracked, The Future of Dams in a Hot, Chaotic World. Hey, Stephen, welcome to ClimateCast. Thank you so much. So talk to me about climate basics here. How do dams produce greenhouse gases? So dams produce greenhouse gases by anaerobic decomposition. So you don't have just water that's moving. Of course, there's organic material suspended in the water column. And when you stop the flow of of that material, it settles out. And when it decomposes without oxygen, it produces methane. Then when you move that water over the spillway of a dam or through the powerhouse to generate electricity, all of that methane is released into the atmosphere. And what are the numbers there? Do we have any numbers on greenhouse gas emissions from dams? Uh, Well, here in my part of the world, in the Pacific Northwest, one of the leading researchers in that field, Dr. John Harrison, was part of a study that came out last year that estimated the world's reservoirs and dams have a greenhouse gas footprint equivalent to the nation of Germany. Germany is the sixth largest emitter of greenhouse gases on the planet. So this isn't an insignificant amount of methane that we're talking about. And how can removing a dam help heal the river and the climate? Not too far from where I live back in 2011, a Condit Dam on the White Salmon River came out. Within a year, more than 100 yards upstream from where the dam sat, there were fall Chinook spawning in clear gravel. And so that process really put a lot of faith in nature's ability to restore itself. And the flip side of that is to get to that point, to get to the point where a community agrees that a dam can come out, is really an exercise in civics and in democracy. So you get a kind of a two-for-one restorative process with dam removal. And I think uh, there, there is a significant contingent of people out there that are wanting to hang on to hydropower as a significant source of electricity to help us wean off fossil fuels. I don't think that's a good solution. If you look at aggregately at a source of power that's on par with the greenhouse gas emissions of Germany, knowing that we have alternatives like solar and wind and battery storage, it just doesn't seem reasonable to me that you would include hydropower as a solution when it's emitting that level of methane. Stephen, when you talk to people about your work and and your writing, what's kind of the big message that you want them to know about when it comes to dams when maybe they don't live by a dam? You know, dam removal is an incredibly powerful tool at a time when a lot of us seem to have lost faith in nature. But it's also a way for us to restore faith in each other because of the democratic process that's involved. In this day and age, with all the crises we're facing with the climate and habitat loss and uh, rapid urbanization, watching the ability of nature to heal is a powerful experience. The book is Cracked, The Future of Dams in a Hot, Chaotic World. Author Stephen Hawley, thanks so much for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Thank you so much. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner.